0: Welcome to Tamarindo Podcast. Hosted by me, Brenda Gonzalez, a fitness coach, political nerd, and nonprofit
1: capacity builder. And me, Delcy Sandoval, a Guatemalan-American licensed therapist and passionate creativity advocate. Together, we're here to uplift our community through powerful conversations with changemakers, creatives, and healers. Each week on the pod, we talk
0: politics, culture, and personal development. Listeners call Tamarindo the advocacy and self-love podcast. Vámonos! Welcome to another episode of Tamarindo. I'm very excited because we've got a new
1: co-host. Yes. Hi, everybody. Delcy Sandoval here.
0: Very excited to have Delcy on. This is our first episode with Delcy as co-host, but of course, no stranger to Tamarindo. We've been collaborating together for a while for Encuentro, our sold out inaugural retreat to Puebla, Mexico. That's coming up. You've been a guest on the show. You've been a guest
1: co-host, and now you are the new Tamarindo podcast co-host. It is just it's been such a journey and I can't tell you how honored and special this is how honored I feel and how special this is I'm so glad to be here thank you
0: well we're so happy to have you so listeners you're in for amazing conversations as always that's what you get here on Tamarindo we're going to speak to scientists we're going to speak to always change makers people trailblazers so you're going to continue to get all of that and more of Delcy very excited to have you
1: Uh, thank you so much and I'm really excited to be a part of the Marino family.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. So we like to always start with like a que pasa temperature check. So que pasa? What, what has been consuming your mind, your world? Que pasa contigo?
1: Oh, man. Okay. So the beginning of the year, I think I was telling you, Brenda, the beginning of the year for me is always this moment of existential crisis, it feels like for me, where I start to assess, like, how did my year go and what do I want to be more attuned to, more involved with in the new year? And this is maybe going to sound strange to some, but I think what I really want to be connected to is more information and knowledge about the universe. Mm -hmm. And I've been really interested in that. And yesterday I went down a massive rabbit hole of understanding where water has been found across moons in the universe and going really deep into understanding what that could mean for life and other planets and things like that. Now, that might sound really far... Out there, but I think for me, understanding my place in the universe and and being having my life be in context is really important and really powerful for the way that I process everyday things that might be difficult. So that is for me really where my mind is right now, is like, where am I in the cosmos?
0: That's awesome. That's big, big thoughts, big, big ideas. I love that. I love that as a way to kind of start like the year is thinking about our, our, who we are on the grander scheme of things. Very cool. Very cool. I have not been exploring the the, the existentialism yet quite that much, but it is the beginning of the year. And I think a lot of, a lot of people, take this time to as like a marker of transitions and changes as we're doing here on Tamarindo is another transition to the evolution of this podcast that's been around almost eight years and I'm excited to what this this new iteration of Tamarindo has in store for folks and speaking of transitions I mean you've done quite a few transitions one is you were recently living in New York and now you're back in California it's been a few months what has that transition been like for you?
1: It's been so fascinating on so many levels, not just from um, sort of an urban planning perspective of understanding the differences in the city and the way they function and how that impacts my day-to-day life, because that is really massive here in Los Angeles. It's such a different lifestyle, Um, but also understanding maybe for me where I came from, because being gone so long and coming back, you have really clear perspective. So seeing, okay, this is what made me who I am. These, these streets, these folks, these, um, the culture, my family, and it's like a big mirror. Um, so it's been very interesting. And also, um, managing the stimulation levels have been Very interesting to go from being in this wild environment that's just so alive to being in a place that's much more pensive and thoughtful. Um, It's it's a really beautiful transition, I think.
0: That's great. Yeah. So welcome back home to Los Angeles and now your new home, your new audio space home, which is Tamarindo. (laughs) But for listeners that may not be familiar with you, I'd love for you to briefly talk about your other audio space. Talk to us about Ocupacion. What does that mean to you and where can folks find that?
1: Yeah, so the way that Brenda and I came to know each other and the way that I've been really introduced to the podcasting world was through this podcast called Ocupación, which is still running, still ongoing. And the the vision behind Ocupación was... You know, what if we as uh, members of the Latino community had more information about how to access the arts and how to access creative jobs and creative opportunities, really following your passion as something that can sustain your life? Because for a long time, I think the message was that the arts were more of a hobby for us, but they weren't necessarily something that could be a career. And I've seen living in Los Angeles so long that a lot of other communities were really profoundly involved and what was going on artistically in LA. And I wanted to make sure that we were too, and the way that we could do that across the country could probably start with more information. So, Ocupacion was born as a way to kind of celebrate the folks that have been able to make that happen.
0: Yeah, wonderful. And it, it all comes kind of, what you're, what you're talking about are very connected to the themes of today's guests, because it is sort of about following your passion and realizing that that passion could be a sustainable career but it takes work it takes effort it takes more more than anything it's mental confronting the 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 fears that we might face and the the fears that are magnified for marginalized communities because we do not have the luxury many many times to um, let go of the security blanket of things like a job with benefits and, and all of those things that make it very difficult to explore things like the arts or other passions. So I'm going to let our listeners know who we have. Today, we have Marcela Isasa, And Marcela is a new friend of, of mine and, and a new friend of Tamarindo. For all of you listeners, you'll you'll love her as well. You'll love her energy. And what we talk about is how she was able to combat those fears and transition from a 20-year successful career as a media inter Reporter in the media, and followed the passion. Just listen to listening to that nagging voice in the back that was saying, you know, what you really want to do is in wellness and fitness. And she confronted that and heard that voice and listened to it. And now she is a personal trainer, an amazing spin instructor. She's forty six years old. She mentions on the on, on a, in the interview. And for anybody that's listening, that's thought about what it's like to, to transition careers here's a few examples from Marcella on how she did that but before we hear from Marcella I know you yourself has all, have also transitions or you know you you can relate to this so what does that bring to mind to you
1: I really like that you start with this concept of fear and this idea that you're really tackling your own thinking and your own maybe negative self-talk around the possibility of change, especially when you're talking about being an older person, right, and transitioning in your life. For me, there were so many ideas. I started off very clearly on the path toward medicine. I My, my dream was to be a doctor. And I started in school, uh, you know, as a biology major and all of this. And really quickly, I realized like, oh, this isn't energizing for me. Um And I transitioned into more of like a psychology space, which was much more interesting, became a therapist, a full-time therapist for a long time. And then there was this really big moment where I had to make a decision about my own mental health and my own capacity for continuing this kind of work and transitioned into maybe overseeing programs and things on a different level. But the... What I remember most about the transitions were the fears and the identity issues that came with that. Am I still a therapist if I'm not a one-on-one worker? Am I still somebody who's supporting the community if I'm not going to be a doctor? Like all of these things that you associate with your identity and your career kind of become into question when you're making these transitions happen. So once you do it, there's almost this feeling of like, wait, this whole time my life was in my hands, this whole time. Yeah, it's up to me, like I have me. this control. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and all the th- the things you think that people are going to say or think or all the fears you have about that, sometimes it's like it wasn't that serious or you were able to, over- you're stronger than you think. You can overcome it. And what you do every day, nine to five, some people longer than that, is so impactful to the way that you enjoy life outside of work. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited for this episode. And I can't wait to hear about what it's like to go from to go into a physical space for work. I think yeah. that's really interesting. And I'd like to hear about that for you, Brenda, because I know that you work a lot um, in the physical space. Yeah,
0: I mean, this is part of the reason why I wanted to have Marcella on is because I really identified personally with her journey as I myself am, am embarking in the same on the same journey, right? Um, and she's a couple years ahead of me on this path, so I really wanted to explore what it was like for her. And I myself have just recently become—I guess we—I recertified now, so it's been a couple years for me as well. Technically, on a on paper, getting certified to be a personal trainer, but I really feel like um, maybe more in 2023, and definitely more this coming year, this this year that we're in now, 2024, has it become more of my identity. So it is very very exciting. A lot of what um, Marcela. Mentioned will resonate with all of our listeners. It's a lot of what you just mentioned. So let's hear from Marcella right now because you all are going to take home so many great nuggets. Marcella, it is so great to have you here on Tamarindo en vivo. (laughs) How are you? It's so awesome to have you here. And the reason that I wanted to have you on Tamarindo is one, because I'm a fan. Obviously, we're we're fan and now we're colleagues. We both work. were fans of each yes, other. Yes, fans of each other and colleagues at everybody, an amazing, uh, radically inclusive gym. But what I really want to talk to you about is your transition. So you transitioned from a 20-plus year career in media to now a fitness guru and a spinderella, like leading amazing classes. I would love for you to like walk us through that journey. How did you make that big shift?
2: Oh my goodness, it was it was really big and it was a really big decision and it was not easy. So, so I'll just kind of start a little bit from the beginning, but go through it quickly. Okay. So, I grew up in LA. I was born in Columbia, but I grew up in LA and I work, I grew up in working class areas of LA. Uh, living in, in working class parts of LA, there's no, gyms. There's no yoga studios. It's not, nobody talks about fitness. Um, but when I was in high school, when I was about 16, that's when I first joined the gym and I had no idea what I was doing. I started working out ironically, because I felt like I was too skinny and and I wanted to build some muscle because I had joined cheerleading and I had become a base and I needed muscle. Plus also like just growing up in the neighborhoods that I did, like the girls were like voluptuous and they were all curvy and I was like, flaquita with my like arms were like so skinny. And I was like, I want to, I want to be curvy. And so I start working out. I don't know what I'm doing, but all I know is that I like it. Mm-hmm, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm probably doing everything wrong, but I like it. So I just start building strength. And when I start building strength, I start building confidence. And at the time, this is the nineties, right? So I had no idea that Working out and weightlifting was good for your mental health. Yeah, yeah. And I had a lot of struggles, you know, with, a, you know, appearance and this and that. You know, there's a lot of pressures on you when you're Latina. I'm Colombian and unfortunately my parents are still, they're still into the whole Miss Universe thing. Yes. You know, <laughs> my parents had me in beauty pageants when I was little. It's okay. I went to therapy. I'm all right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you grew up with all these things. And so I always worked out for aesthetics, but. I was just feeling better and I was feeling more confident and I just carried that on. So I always worked out no matter what I was doing. I also became pregnant when I was young, I was 20. So I had my daughter and then I went to college and all these things and I'm doing all these things at the same time. I have my daughter, I'm going to school full-time, I'm going to work full-time and doing internships at TV stations because I wanted to work in media and I didn't have any connections. So I'm doing all this at the same time, but I'm still working out. That's always a through line. That, that was what kept me through everything. Like, And I always would say, like, I'm fine as long as I have time to work out and I've had enough sleep. Mm-hmm. Everything else, I can figure it out. I'll snack, I can whatever, but like I just just have to have some sleep and I need to work out. So cut to, it was really hard to launch my career as an entertainment reporter. And I did it for 20 years and I had a blast and I did it all. Traveled. I did it all. I interviewed like you name them many times and it was a beautiful experience. And I, and I really enjoyed it. And I think when I got to my late thirties, I'll be 46 this week. Yes, happy happy early birthday. Thank you. (laughs) When I got to my late 30s, I realized I want to work in fitness. That's going to be my retirement job, I used to think. Because when I was younger, I was like, yeah, it's great. I want to be a trainer, but... How the hell do you make money when you're a trainer? Like, oh my God, I'm gonna go apply at a gym. Like, that all sounds like a nightmare just to know I couldn't even think of it. Plus, I I was in a space where I had my daughter, I had to have benefits, I had to have the whole thing. I had to have my stability of like my check every two weeks, and I wasn't ready to make a, a change like that. So in my late 30s, I was like, okay, I wanna work in fitness, and that's gonna be my retirement job. I just don't know when I'm going to pull the plug. And then it was like, all right, I'll pull the plug maybe when I'm still in the industry. So I have my contacts. And then the thought of pulling the plug just became so overwhelming and scary. Because when I started... It wasn't cool to be Latina on the red carpet. And, it was, you know, you were probably few, one of few, right? Very few. Very few. And if there was another Latino, they were Latino, but it wasn't, you know, and I'm I'm not talking smack about anybody who doesn't speak Spanish. Unfortunately, my daughter does not speak Spanish, but like, not like, you it know. It wasn't bicultural. I, exactly. Not bicultural. Like, you know, and I was with the Associated Press. It was, it's this huge news agency. So, you know, pretty far up on the carpet. And it, you just... For a long time, I had imposter syndrome. I would feel it because I came from a low socioeconomic background. That's one. Two, because I was Latina and I was bilingual. And like, that wasn't a thing unless I was covering the Latin Grammys. Then it was great, obviously, you know. So then everything shifted finally. And it was cool to be Latina. And I finally, finally was at that point where all the publicists knew me. The celebrities would remember me. They would get to the point where they would stop. You know how hard it is to get them to stop sometimes on the red carpet. So I, all of that was running and everything was going really good. And um, ironically,
0: that's when I pulled the plug. Wow. Like So we, the, the engine's running, but that's the when you felt running, the calling.
2: So, every, so I started feeling like I wanted to jump ship. So I started to, oh, well, another very important thing is I was planning. I was starting to think like, okay, well, what, How, where, where do I get training for this? So I looked up all the different training schools, just getting in that mindset for years, for a few years, you know, I don't, I don't do anything just like the noche la mañana, like drastically, like I planned everything. I'm a Capricorn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very Capricorn. Very organized in that sense. You know, it's like, especially after building such a career, I couldn't just throw it away. And as a parent. And, and as yeah, a parent, yeah. you know, I had my daughter in college and still financially responsible for her. So there was a lot. But my husband really encouraged me because I found myself in a job after AP. I got headhunted to work somewhere else. And I worked there for a very short time. I was not happy. We were not a good fit. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, crap. I jumped ship from where I was working so well. And I found myself in this place that was not a good fit for me. And that was when I was like, okay, I stick this out. And I just keep working and make good money because I was like finally feeling like, oh my goodness, I'm finally making my worth, you know, as a Latina and I'm bilingual and I have so much to offer and all these years of experience and my contacts. But I was so unhappy. And it was causing so much stress in my body that like I was like, I don't think I can do this. And my husband one weekend was like, Listen, you're not desperate anymore. When you come from immigrant immigrant parents and you have a child and you have a child for some young know, and you know I was a single mom you just feel like you're always climbing that wall and trying and you, to survive trying to survive it's so hard and he was like you're not in that mode you're with me i got you this is your passion this is where you light up in fitness like just Get out of this place and go get certified and do all that. And I just took a deep breath and I just was like, one, two, three, jump. Let's go. Let's go. And I didn't know how it was going to work at the time. I was just working out at everybody because that's my local gym. That's literally where I live. That's literally my community. Mm -hmm. And I would work out there and I was just like, oh, this is a cute little gym. Because before I was always going to Gold's or 24 Hour Fitness for of you these know, bigger all corporations. Because yeah. it was cheap too, you know. Right, was yeah, cheap. They're they're can cheaper. The they can scale and they can do it very cheap. You just pay up front two years, comes out to like $17 a month, you know. So I was going to these big box gyms and I joined everybody because it was walking distance from my house. And I spoke to the owner and I was like, hey, I'm currently an entertainment reporter, yes. you know, but I think one day I would probably want to work here. And they just kind of were like, what? And, you know, so then I was like, hey, I jumped ship. I'm actually getting certified. I'm in my my process now. You're making and they were it like, happen. Yeah, yeah. they were like, "Wow, you're really serious about it." I'm like, "I'm serious." I was like, "I want to start here," and they were like, "Okay." And that's exactly what I did. And in that sense, I got very lucky because not like having to go to all these gyms and apply. I mean, someone where you felt like home and community. I just felt Your like home. Gym. Yeah. My community. I just felt like. This is this was where I wanted to be, which is where I am now, and I love it. And then the other thing is, working in entertainment is is fun, right? It's a, it's super stressful. There's deadline pressure, and I worked for a news agency, so it was like not just there was deadline pressure, pressure of getting everything accurate, very important, you know. They're like the Marines of journalism, and um, all those things. But I wasn't feeling fulfilled deep inside deep inside i was not feeling fulfilled and i thought i need i just want to be of service but what does that mean i'm like i write entertainment stories what i don't know what to do with that i can't help anybody i don't have i'm not a nurse i don't have medical skills and it was like that's it i'm going to be a trainer and i could be of service to people to our community and i really 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 want it- to uplift The people who think that fitness is not for them. Yeah. That's that's who I want to mostly target because anyone who's already in fitness like great you're already in and you're doing the thing keep going but the people who are like nah it's not for me. Yes it is for you. It's for everybody and we have to do it. You know it's something that we have to do. your whole health. Your whole health. There's no option. You have to do it and so it was like I'm going to be of service through fitness and and I was like yeah I'm going to you know teach class And, and it was the gym actually that was like what if you did spin you have like the personality they They were were the the they were like you should do spin and I was like I've taken a few spin classes but you know so I was like you know what I can do spin. Cause I was, you know, the Peloton rage. So I was like, I'm super energetic and like pretty fun and lively. I'm like, I could see myself doing something like that. So it took me a long time. Like, you know, cause I choreograph everything to music and write it out myself. And I'm doing all this you research. You gotta select the music. I mean, people music. don't know you're also a DJ. Oh, <laughs> you you're a, DJ? a selector. <laughs> yes. All of it, all the hats, all the hats, um, technician inside and in the right. Class, all the there's things. a lot of tech going oh God, on So too. many things going on. Um, and so I was like, yeah, I'll do spin. And then so I teach spin twice a week and I train clients one on one now. And I mean, I'm yes, I am the healthiest I've I've ever been. Um, but I'm also like happy. You know, I'm really happy. I was I was happy as an entertainment reporter because I loved it so much. Um, and now I'm happy as a fitness person, you know, Um and being of service, just kind of adding that, that, that thing that
0: was maybe slightly missing, just that yes. one more element you yes, were able to do. that's what
2: was missing within me. I I really wanted to just help. If you, if anybody out there wants to make a career shift, first of all, I say do it. Yeah, if it's and, a calling, if it's age, na- like nagging you, like it's up. Uh, yeah, at you to that. can do it. Listen to it. Don't be scared, but plan it out.
0: Right now, it's the beginning of the year. It's also the beginning of your year because it's your birthday coming up. And so a lot of times people take this time to set those goals, to set those those things they want to be for the rest of the year. And a lot of people... Um, might frame it because we're so we are consumed in this society with with physical appearance we might frame it as I want to lose weight this year where another way to frame is like I want to be healthy this year how do you want to be I'm curious of what tips you might have for listeners that are really thinking about this year of taking more control of their health what would be some of the ways that they could start
2: I know the majority of people are interested in working out. Everybody knows they need to work out. Everybody knows that there's benefits in working out, right? So it's like, like you said, it reduces your anxiety. It it reduces your stress. It promotes better sleep. It it strengthens your immune system. You know all these things. So let me break it down. I want to like take everything out of the table because I feel like we are all bombarded right now in media with... Six packs and, you know, BBLs and lip injections and all that kind of stuff. I'm not putting any of that down. And if that's something you need to do, cool, do it, do you. However, I just want to be realistic and I want to put all that, the BS aside of like framing it as weight loss or framing it as this or that, because that's where I think we start to feel overwhelmed, right? So there's three words that I want us to that I'm going to go through and I want to break down. One is happy, right? The other one is fit or fitness or your idea of somebody who's fit. And the third is imposter syndrome. Okay. So first of all, imposter syndrome is what any person could feel coming into the gym for the first time. I don't know what I'm doing. I I don't don't belong belong here. here, Right? You know, anyone who's taken my spin class for the first time, they've never spinned before. They're super scared. And just spinning in general sounds like, oh my God, no, I'm not down to spin. That's way too much work. Okay, so imposter syndrome. Number one, if you feel imposter syndrome, that's a good thing. I'm going to explain why. When I was on the red carpet... I always had imposter syndrome because of my background, because I just didn't come from that world. Even though I'd been there for 20 years, I'd already been at the Oscars so many times. And there I was on the Oscar red carpet feeling Imposter syndrome, every time, the Golden Globes, the Grammys, all those things, even though I knew everybody year, there, you're still year, there. always feeling it. And this is why imposter syndrome is good. Imposter syndrome is good because that means you care. You're somewhere you want to be, but you feel nervous, but you care. You want to be accepted there. You want to be a part of that where you're feeling imposter syndrome. You want to be accepted there. And I wanted that on the red carpet. And then when I was at the gym and I was starting off, you feel imposter syndrome because I wanted to be like those people that I would see at the gym that looked like they knew what they were doing. And I had no idea. I would just watch people. You know, we didn't have YouTube, right? To watch back then in the 90s. I mean, how to do so I had just be like to do that. watching yeah. people in the gym, what they were doing and t- try to copy them. But that's good because I wanted that to feel in. Now, go send me to a, a convention of bankers. And <laughs> You're not going to feel imposter syndrome because yeah. you don't want to be like, there. hey, Marcela, can you go give a speech? I'll be like, sure. Because I'm like, I don't have any imposter syndrome because even though I worked in banking for eight years to get through college, <laughs> I don't want to, you know, I'm not looking to be part of that crowd, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I want you to, when you do feel that imposter syndrome, cool, welcome it. It's good. Because that means you want to be there. Okay, yeah. that's number one. Don't look at it imposter syndrome as something that's going to put you down. It's like a motivator. You want to be there. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Number two, let's look at the word happy. Just right off the bat, three things that make you happy. But- If you look, they are temporary things, right? So one, I want you to look at your journey into your health, into getting to where you want to be as something that makes you happy. And what, what makes you happy in that? It's taking action. So for example, showing up, going on a walk, you go for a walk for 10 minutes if that's where you start. That should make you happy because guess what? You did something for yourself to move forward in your fitness journey. It's an action. It's an action. You know, it's it's you've done something for yourself to get you on track. I tell people when when in my spin class, I'm like, when it gets really hard and we hit those sprints or the mountain climb, and you're like, oh, this sucks. You know, I'm like, when is it gonna be over? I want you to turn that moment of pain and into happiness because that's it. That's the action that you are doing to move forward. And that's permanent. Um, And then the third is fit, right? So now we think of like, okay, you know, who's, who's fit? And then easily you could think of like a flat stomach, biceps, Zac Efron right now, Zac Efron, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you know, like muscles, you know, you're thinking like somebody who's ripped or whatever. Okay, let's scratch that. Because the truth is that that's not even an option for a lot of people. And that's fine, That that's not an option. So I want you to think of Fitness as you being able to live longer. That means can you um get off the ground easily? Can you easily reach something from the top shelf and bring it down? Can you just the other just yesterday, as a matter of fact, I was cause I keep my jeans on the top shelf in my closet and I didn't feel like going to get my step stool and get my little jeans down? I'm like, I could reach that. So I'm jumping. Hey, hey, and then I grab the jeans and I'm like. That's what I work out. To yeah, do there's your workout. Like that, right? Yeah, to be able to just. To be, be able to do things in move your life. Movement, you just, movement. Exactly. You want to be able to move freely in your body. That is when you are fit. And I don't care what you look like aesthetically. You can be a fit person and have rolls. You can be a fit person and be have cellulite everywhere. It, it, being fit is not looking like you're muscular. Being fit is being able to take care of yourself, being able to move with ease. And that's it. So I just tell people like, get to the point where you could do that. Don't worry about weight loss. Don't worry about all those things. Don't weigh yourself. Don't weigh yourself. Forget that. Like just start moving. Eventually you do start to lose some weight. Um, and that's just, think of it as a side effect. That's like, oh, a side that, effect. Oh, that happened. But, exactly. But I'm moving. That's but you're the moving, key part. And that's the key part because it gets so overwhelming to think you, right? People look at them, and they go, oh, it's never going to come off because I want to look like that. Now, if, you, if your goal is to physically transform and to do all those things, that's another thing. And that requires... X amount of hours that, you know, of working out and, and a, a, a diet that is very strict and all of those things. And that's fine. If, if that's your, if that's your goal, but most people just need to start and it just feels so overwhelming. Like, where do I start? I don't have time. I don't have time. You do have time because you don't have to work out for an hour. Yeah. It you doesn't do have to have be time. a full hour. No. If, you, if you've got
0: two walks in today, that's you did it. You you took action. You brought some movement in, and it's fundamental. Walking is fundamental as everything else. Like yes, there's it, whatever steps you take. Celebrate those steps.
2: Celebrate them and just give yourself grace. Because the thing is, everybody starts from scratch. Know that the first, I would say, at least six weeks, more like eight weeks, are the hardest because your body's going to fight you, your body's going to be sore, but that's all part of it. And it's normal. So like know where you're just sore because you're starting out and know where, oh my goodness, this could bring bring me into problem zones and let me pull back a little bit and that's fine. The other thing is you have to write it down. You have to write down your plan for the week. So like, for example, on Sunday night, you would write down, like, if you have a, a dentist appointment, you would probably write it somewhere on your planner. If you're old like me, I write a planner. <laughs> or you put, put an it an in name. your phone, up, write yes. it in your calendar. Like, okay, Tuesday, 10 a.m., I have my dentist appointment. Schedule it in. Just go, okay, Monday, I'm going to go for a walk. Tuesday, I'm just going to do a little upper body with some dumbbells yeah, that I Write have it at down for your own accountability. Write it down. And then... When that day comes, because the day's going by and you're not like thinking about it, and you're not going to remember on Thursday when it comes what you you thought you were going to do on Thursday, right? And then maybe Thursday comes and you didn't do any exercise. That's okay. That's fine. But it's... It's more important to rewire your brain. Fitness is is more in your mind than in your body. Yes, you want to have correct form. You don't want to hurt yourself, all those things. But it's, it's pushing through and it's getting it in your mind to just do it and making it a habit, making it something normal. Like, who, who when they're falling asleep in front of the TV, tan rico como se siente, like you're like, oh, this feels so good. I'm like, you just want to go to bed straight from there. No, you got to go to the bathroom, brush your teeth, because you forgot you haven't brushed your teeth yet, and you still have makeup or whatever. You have to wash There's your face. St- these are habits that you have to do.
0: You have to do And they're automatic it. and they happen. Exactly. exactly. Make fitness
2: one of them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so do that with fitness. Yes. And, you know, some days I'm like, I don't want to. But then I get there and five minutes in, I'm like, all right. Okay. This and if is you better. didn't do
0: it, don't, don't make, don't punish yourself. No.
2: You'll do it tomorrow. There's yes. always the next day. There's the next always time. the next day. Yes. And it takes time to build that habit, but you got to just set your mind to it because this is what I tell people too. Like we all have to do something for work. So we're doing something for someone else all day. Providing this, providing that, maybe you're sitting at your desk for long hours. Exercise is the only thing you could do for yourself. The person who loves you the most on this planet they can't do it for they you. They cannot exercise for you. <laughs> you could be a billionaire and you can't go out and buy the exercise because you can't inject that. Right, into you can't your...
0: outsource that. You gotta move. And, and also it's like, yeah, like the kindest thing you could do for yourself. And that's that's wonderful. Well, I wanna ask you our rapid fire questions that we ask all of our guests. Yes. yes. These are fun. So, and it could be anything, big, small, person, concept, anything that comes to mind. What is one thing that you're celebrating right now?
2: You know what? I'm really celebrating nature. Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm really celebrating nature right now. Um, I feel like the older I've gotten, the more appreciation I have and the closer I feel towards nature and animals and just feeling like I'm part of the earth. I might have named a celebrity a few years ago, you know, that I looked up to. Um, but they're humans. They're just humans like us. But what's there all the time is nature. And I just feel like I get so much. I just, I get to recharge in nature and, you know, we are nature, right? We're just living things, just like the plants around us and everything. So right now I'm really, really celebrating nature and kind of being part of that.
0: Wonderful. Yes. Just I'm thinking of grounding, walking barefoot on the (laughs) air. Totally. Totally. And then what goes in la basura? What is something you're leaving maybe in 2023 or you're just canceling, you're done with
2: it, trash, basura? Okay. So many things. One is, and I'm still trying to get rid of it, fear. Because we are just ingrained with fear when we're little. I, for myself, personally, no vayas a salir, te van a, te van a atracar, <laughs> you, you know, like all these things that you grow up with, and so you're always riddled in fear, and I'm always like, no, I can't do that, because this will happen, it's like, no, just, just stop that, you know, fear, we're getting rid of fear. The other thing I want, I'm want, i I'm throwing in the wastebasket is negative self-talk.
0: No, uh, yes,
2: We are so good at beating ourselves up, right? Oh, me comí un pedazo de cheesecake, así de de grande. I shouldn't have eaten that. And I ate that after I had a burger and fries. And so what? So what? When you're eating that piece of cheesecake, whatever it is you're eating that you know you shouldn't be eating, slow down. Enjoy it even slower because you're going to eat it anyway. So no te lo tragues, you know, just like enjoy it. So no negative self-talk, let go of that, you know, because um, that doesn't, that doesn't help. It just brings us down. And the other thing is, because we're all like, what's the, I want I want the perfect body. You know what the perfect body is? You right now. The, the, the one you're one in. You're, in. Yes. you're already in the perfect body because this is what we got. This is what we got to work with. So it's like, love it. Accept it, take care of it, get rid of the self talk. Because guess what? Nobody is doing negative talk about you. You're doing it. You know, you're the one telling yourself that you can't do this or that. And it's like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. So negative self talk and fear. No más. A la basura. A la basura.
0: And then lastly, besides nature, besides working out, how do you stay grounded? Where do you get your, your calma?
2: I mean, exercise has been a big because that's where I go let out. Like if I had one of these days where I'm like, oh, my God, I just want to wring someone's neck. I would just go to the gym and take it out there, you know. So, I mean, spending time with my dog, you know, was a big moment of just peace. Because you see this dog and you're like, what? No worries in the world, you know. Like, they have a good like, life. They have a good <laughs> life, right? It's like I want to come back as a dog that don't by someone like me you. or you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they were the owners. Um, you know, but like, I just try to honestly take a deep breath. And I, I know that sounds corny and everybody says that, but you got to remember that everything is temporary. Whatever it is that you're going through, it's going to pass. It's going to pass and you're going to be fine. And so you can let it out through exercise. You can take a few breaths and calm yourself and know that you're going to be okay. And know that everything is gonna get better, and know that things will change. You know, so definitely keep keeping la calma is so important for your mental health because we we the second the stress comes in, guess what? We start typing up that script. <laughs> we start typing up the script of nonsense of the negatives of, the, negative of the negatives in right. our head of like oh because this scenario is gonna go this way or that way this, 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 this. and then it's like I just spend all this time typing up a script of how everything's going to go wrong how is it going to go right tell yourself okay but what if it goes right how do what what does that look like i love i love
0: love visualizing it like that we do type that negative that that tragedy
2: we're writing that tragedy immediately immediately. write
0: that happy ending (laughs) write the
2: happy ending and just be like all right cool and guess what blow you have to learn to just be like like flowing with, because embody you can, a jellyfish, right? <laughs> you you can that plan jellyfish. your life away and it's not going to go that way. Always, you know, you can plan and maybe some of it does. And then some of it goes sidetracked and then you're like, I didn't see that coming. I don't know what to do now. Just stay calm. Stay, stay with you gotta the stay flow. fluid. You got to stay fluid and go with whatever life brings you because we got, There's deaths, there's sicknesses, there's a global pandemic, there's There's wars going on, there's all these images that we're seeing um, on TV that are so painful. And you just got to learn how to flow and let go and keep going and just do your best. Just just know that you're always doing your best. When you go to the gym, it's not one day you're going to Kick-ass. The other gym, ay, me siento tan floja, but at least I'm here. You're going to do a little bit of something. That's your best. That's cool. Always do your best. That's it. It that's never it. looks the same every day. But like, I think that's what keeps you calm. But it's that expectation of having it at a hundred all the time. And then you're like, no, it wasn't. I'm a failure. Right, it right. didn't work out. I suck. Negative self-talk, right? Keep it flowing. No negative self-talk and be of service to others. That brings a lot of happiness, too. Like, can you help anyone, you know? Those are perfect
0: things to call into this new year. Thank you so, so much for spending time with us here on Tamarindo. So many gems.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It was such an honor to be here. Yay!
0: Well that was awesome lots to take away from Marcella um so since we talked a lot about fitness in this interview how are you bringing movement into your daily life
1: Yeah so this is really important because I sit a lot for what I do for podcasting for creating art for you know my job that I have everything that I do tends to be like seated so after a while I get really restless and I've been swimming a lot I have a local gym that I've been swimming and I dance quite often, really important. I went to a disco night last night Ooh, How fun. <laughs> made that happen. Moving is really important for me in that way. Um, but I also have these like, Free videos really on YouTube that I put on for yoga and stretching and things like that. And that's how I get my movement in. But I'm really considering personal training. I am. I have fear, but I'm considering it.
0: Well, Marcella is someone you need to connect with. (laughs) Well, wonderful. Um, I love all those things. I'm excited that after this interview, I'm going to go walk outside because walking is so wonderful. And I'm excited to go on a big, long hike with my dog. So here are some ways that we're bringing in movement to 2024. But Uh, As we do in every episode, we close with our rapid fire questions. Of course, these are not new to you because you've done them before. So what goes, let's start with the basura because why not? What goes in la basura? What are you done with? Maybe what's something you're leaving in 2023? What is trash?
1: Yeah. I think what I'm going to leave in 2023 is um, unnecessary levels of guilt. I think I'm leaving those behind. You know, I, all I think for me, growing up in a collective culture, I was constantly worried about what every single person was going to feel and think and all of that. And I'm, I don't want to leave behind my thoughtfulness of others, but I definitely want to leave behind my decision making based on perceived guilt or feelings of guilt. Mm,
0: I think that's super great. That's super great. I'm about to think, what am I leaving in 2023? I know folks are listening to this it's a couple of weeks in. I think here's, that. actually that inspires what I will leave in. I'll leave in 2023, the, the expectation that you need to adhere to a specific deadline. Do it at your time. So you're, here. <laughs> I'm, I'm reflecting on the year a little later than the than that January first, and that's okay. So let's leave that in. Um, that goes in la basura. Now, what is something you're celebrating, big or small, whatever it is, matraca? What are you celebrating?
1: Mm, I I like to celebrate maybe reuniting. Because in the past few months, I've been able to spend a lot of time with my two sisters. I'm the middle mm-hmm. child. I have an older sister and younger sister. And we've been spread out across the country for maybe a decade. So in the past few months, we've been spending a lot of time together. And you almost have to like relearn who these people are as adults and what the di- sisterly dynamic is. As grownups, sometimes it's rough, right? And, um, and sometimes it's magical because there's so much like you and in ways you didn't even know, anticipate, Mm -hmm. even with the distance. So I think uh, I'm celebrating kind of that That level of reunion.
0: I love that. Uh, I love that. As you're saying this, I'm thinking about my my parents because they they retired a year and a half ago, but now they're spending so much more time in Mexico with their brothers and sisters and like their their family that they you know sometimes wouldn't see for five years at a time. You know, blocks. And it's been really beautiful to see pictures of. Specifically, the image I have in mind is my mom and her one sister. All she has, all they have, is each other. You know, they're just two two sisters. Just, they, they, they have this beautiful picture of both of them on the beach in Cancun very recently. Ooh. And I just imagine that they're experiencing exactly what you're experiencing. Like what would it, what, what it must be like to reunite with your sibling that you've been away from in from different countries, you know, and, and decades apart. So I think that's a, that's a beautiful thought. I love that. So, you know, what gets my matraca is you is Delcy and, and being on this journey that we've been on together for our inaugural sold out retreat. I can, we could say that, say yeah, our inaugural yes. sold out retreat above and beyond sold out. We, we, we have more more women than we expected. And, and, and that we, uh, so we said a number of, we said eight to 10, we're having 12 people together coming. So, so very exciting for to have that, very exciting to bring you on to Tamarindo and to bring your talents and energy and points of views to this show, to this community. All the listeners out there, as you're listening, welcome Delcy once again, matraca to Delcy. And then um, just as we always do too, what is one way that you're staying grounded this year?
1: Mm. That's a really good question. I think one way that I'm staying grounded this year is focusing in on like nighttime rituals. So one thing I was doing is I was just doing, I think what we, what all of us do which is to just like scroll on our phones or watch a show or something before bed. I realized that a lot of what was going on is, was seeping into my sleep. Right. I wake up thinking about the things I was watching. And so I've been trying to employ like a new ritual that helps me sort of relax and be in my own mind and my own spirit before bed. Um, so that's something that, That's grounding me right now. I love it. I love it. Um,
0: Let's see. I I like that idea of, of revisiting my nighttime routine. I think what I need to bring, what I need to work on making it as a calma is, Part of that routine is actually putting lotion on your face or doing that because skincare. I know people have very elaborate nighttime skincare routines. I do not, <laughs> but I know I want to and I need to, especially here, I'm 40 years old. Um, the lines are coming, you know, the little, I, I noticed the lines. So what I need to start to do is how do I bring in, as part of my nighttime routine, a little bit of facial self-care. <laughs> I love
1: that. You know, I grew up in a home watching my dad do this. Oh, this is my dad wonderful. is really into skincare all of my life. And it would be like his private time mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. he was like doing these things to his face. And um I think it it really feels warm and like loving to care for myself in that way because I watched that the way that he cared for himself especially being like a manual laborer yeah
0: you know? and especially you know as a man you know you gotta take care of your skin no matter what no matter who you
1: are that's right yeah so
0: beautiful okay so y'all this was our first episode with Delcy this was so much fun so special you're gonna hear a lot more from her you're gonna hear some fantastic interviews in fact we um, are you're gonna definitely hear more about this in Quencho Trip because we will be there yes. so stay tuned to Tamarindo Social you'll hear all about all of that and then Where can folks find Ocupación?
1: So you can find Ocupación anywhere that you get your podcast. You can type in Ocupación, but also through Instagram at Ocupación Podcast. Beautiful. Ciao, everybody. Bye.
0: Tamarindo Podcast is Brenda Gonzalez and Delcy Sandoval. We are also the show's executive producers. Karina Riverall of Sonoro Media provides production support. Jeff Ricards wrote our theme song. The best way to support our work is to rate and review Tamarindo Podcast or share an episode with a friend. Get in touch with us at tamarindopodcast.com.